TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the podcast. And now... You're listening to TalkLine with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. And now, here's your host... Welcome back to the program, Mom Zev Brenner. It's been a while, but Councilman Kalman Yeager of Brooklyn joins us live. Councilman, good to have you back. Shavuot Tov and good yontif. Good night. Good night and good yontif for all. It's great to be back on Talkline, Zev. And thank good to have you. So a lot's going on, and I know a lot of people are upset about the squad. And in New York, you know, AOC is in New York, and certainly she has an influence on some of the races that will be upcoming in November and beyond. Some of her allies could win. Uh, Elliot Engel lost the seat, and now that seat is, belongs to the squad. So all politics is local, and while we can look at the national level, we've got to look at home, and we're sleeping. Well, um, I don't think I'm sleeping, and I don't think you're sleeping. No, but I'm just saying, uh, and, but we as a like to generally. Think that the bulk of our, well, I think I like to think that the bulk of our community is not sleeping, and they're paying more and more attention uh, to the true dangers of some of the anti-Semites who are running in New York City. And, uh, you know, this year I, I tried to call attention to some of the anti-Semites who are running uh, locally um, for citywide office, for uh, for city council, including uh, a neighboring district uh uh, it, that represents a piece of Borough Park is uh, going is from uh, going to be represented by somebody who can only be defined as an anti-Semite. She's tweeted uh, uh, messages about globalized intifada, and she's going to be representing thousands of Hasidic uh, families in my community. So um, it, there, there's a clear and present danger. Uh, there's no doubt about it, and it's something that I've been talking about for as long as I've been in office, and far longer than that. But it's become more and more significant over the last. Uh, several years, to be sure. And I think now is uh, very critical because you have a small amount of people make a lot of noise, and they can be effective. Well, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the reality is that, you know, this this uh, phenomenon of, of the acceptance of anti-Semitism uh, in a real loud and public way in, uh, in, in political views and in people who hold public office started uh, with AOC's uh, election year. Uh, that was the year Elon Omar ran and won. That was the year AOC ran and won. And uh, that's, that's uh, extended itself to the state legislature. Uh, and it's uh, extending itself. We're going to see on January 1st when the new council comes in, it's going to extend itself into city council uh, even more so than it is right now. Uh, you know, I've talked about them. One of the very few people who will get up in their own house uh, uh, of, of legislature and talk about the anti-Semites uh, with whom he serves, and I've done that. Uh, I'm not embarrassed to, to point my finger at, uh, at somebody in the city council and say, you're an anti-Semite, and I'm going to call you one. Um, I unfortunately feel that uh, when the next council takes office, I might find myself doing that more and more often. Whatever happened to Charles Barron, by the way? Well, uh, he, uh, he is going to be returning to the city council, uh, he ran for uh, his old seat uh, that is being vacated by his wife, also Councilmember Barron, who's leaving office because of term limits. And uh, uh, the city council has had a Barron in it since 2002. Uh, he was first elected 2001, and uh, he traded with his wife and went up to Albany. And now then she was in Albany, and now she, he's in Albany. He's coming back to the council. Who knows what happens with 
his seat in Albany next year. So, you know, look, uh, you know, I, I, I look at I look at what happened in Congress, for example, on the Iron Dome vote, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, you know, there were 11 uh, no's when you consider the no's and the and the voting and the, those who voted present. There were 11 out of 400 and. 35 members of Congress. You know, that's not a great percentage. And when I look at the city council, the percentage of anti-Semites in the council is not that much greater than the percentage of anti-Semites in the Congress. So um, I guess, you know, it's the right of every American to be represented by an anti-Semite. It's also the right of me. uh, And frankly, it's my job uh, to go out there and say so and call it out and uh, point out the anti-Semites and who they are and make sure that they're shamed for it. Well, in the case of the squad with AOC, first of all, AOC, when it came to the second bill, which reinstated the funding, the $1 billion funding for the Iron Dome, uh, AOC changed her vote from no to yes. I think she was looking at her home base. She cried no, afterwards. No, she didn't. She Zev, I have to correct you. She did not vote in favor of the bill. She no, voted she was present, 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 which you know she present. didn't. Present I meant to, I meant to say she, she didn't vote against well, let, the let bill. Yeah. That, well, no, but let, that's not that's not really the case. It's 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 it, this is um, uh, a present vote, a vote of present on the floor of Congress. In effect, is a no vote because it's the opposite of yes, and you need to have a majority of yeses to pass something. Now, obviously, in the case of 435 members of Congress, when there are only 11 uh, or nine noes and two presents, the bill is not going to fail. But if it was a close vote. And she voted present, that would have affected the passage of the bill. It's the same thing in the city council. We need 25 votes to pass a bill. If 20 people vote no and 10 people vote uh, our version of present, which is called abstain, the bill will not pass. So giving her the, you know, the check mark of that, well, if she didn't vote no, she of course voted no. Uh, that was her intent, and she made a big show with her fake tears afterwards. I tweeted that. Uh, you know, she was crying because not enough Jews would be killed and she wasn't able to make more Jews uh, be killed. You know, this is she, she hates she hates Israel. She's so proud of her hatred for Israel. And she put out a statement right after the vote explaining how much she hates Israel and how much she she devalues the uh, what the Iron Dome does uh, by by lying about it. You know, I, they, they call it they, uh, a weapon. It's not a weapon. It's in effect. It's a high-tech bulletproof vest for the people of Israel, of all religions, Jews, Muslims, Christians, anybody or none of the above. Anybody who lives in Israel is protected by this high-tech bulletproof vest that is there to fend off the bullets being uh, sent over from Gazastan into Israel. That's what it's there for. And anybody who can oppose it is simply saying we want more dead civilians. We're not satisfied with the number of civilians that Hamas is able to kill. We want more. That's AOC's position. And it's a horrible position, but she, but there's talk about her running against Chuck Schumer. I'm just saying what some of the pundits have said, that maybe she was a little nervous about New York because if she goes against Chuck Schumer. I, well, I, I will tell you, I, what I think is something a little more parochial. I don't think she has the courage to run against Chuck Schumer. She'd be an idiot for doing that, and as dumb as I think she is, I don't think she's that dumb. She still needs a job. Um, but what I do think she's concerned about is redistricting. And uh, in the shuffling of seats, New York is going to lose. New York State is going to lose a seat, which means geographically speaking, many many districts are going to change their borders. Her district is Queens and the Bronx, 
And in the Bronx, uh, her, she currently represents Pelham Parkway. Uh, her district can easily take in pieces, more pieces of the Jewish areas of the Bronx, for example, Riverdale. Uh, you know, God help the Jews of Riverdale. I hope that's not the case. Pelham Parkway was once a strong and vibrant Jewish community and still has a Jewish community in it. And unfortunately for them, they are represented by New York's uh, most prominent anti-Semite uh, in Congress. Um, but God help the Jews of Riverdale if her district takes that on. I think, though, she was looking forward, in a sense, to, you know, in case she gets a primary when she runs for re-election, which I'm absolutely confident she's going to do not going to run against Chuck Schumer, because even in her own crazy wackadoo wing of the Democratic Party, they don't want Chuck Schumer to be challenged because, because he serves, in, uh, by being the majority leader, he serves New York um, uh, politics aside in terms of your ideology. In other words, he's, he's the most powerful member of Congress. He helps New York regardless of whether you're a conservative or a liberal or anything in between. His ability to deliver for New York is is non-ideological. So I don't think she'd get a lot of support, even in her crazy wing of the party. But look, Jerry Nadler is facing a challenger from the left one year from and, now. Well, Jerry Nadler did face a challenger from the left two years ago as well, uh, several challenges from the left, in fact, and, and he uh, crushed them all. And that's proof, once again, that you know you could be a, a progressive a liberal Democrat, uh, you know, you could be far to the left, and no matter how far to the left you are, there's always going to be someone even further to the left. You know, in my community, we look to uh, candidates on uh, to the right. I mean, we are a moderate community. We believe in, uh, in, in the things we believe in, and, you know, an AOC candidacy uh, wouldn't work very well in the neighborhoods I represent. Um, but not every part of New York City, sadly, is like Borough Park and Flatbush, if only it were. By the way, um, mayoral race, are you supporting Eric Adams, Curtis Slewa? What's your position? I know you originally had to work with Andrew Yang in, in the primary season. Yes. Yeah, so in, in our community, uh, Assemblyman Achenstein and I, uh, together with our community leadership uh, in Borough Park and Flatbush, endorsed Andrew Yang for a number one vote and Eric Adams for a number two vote. Um, uh, you know, our belief being that, uh, you know, if our number one candidate didn't come through uh his votes would move over to the number two candidate and and uh, which uh the person who we felt most comfortable with uh being eric adams knowing him as our bar president uh for all this time so uh it worked out well because as you know um he only won uh by uh by around seven thousand votes which means you know basically 3500 people having switched their vote one way or the other would would have made the difference um, so, you know, I'm very proud that my assembly district and my council district were able to provide that margin of victory for Eric so that he can win that primary against, again, far left candidates uh, who, who's, who were campaigning on the notion of making New York City less safe. And so are you so I, I would assume that you're going to be endorsing and working for mayor as opposed to the Republican candidate. Uh, well, uh, you know, I want to be very clear. You know, my in our community here in Brooklyn, the, many people uh, have you know in in election uh, after election uh, for different reasons, uh, and in different elections, different results have chosen to vote for somebody who wasn't the Democratic Party's candidate for for president, for governor, for mayor, and this goes back to George Pataki and Rudy Giuliani, uh, Al D'Amato. I mean, there were candidates who spoke very well to our community and represented us very well in office. Um, 
you know, what I tell people is if, if Eric Adams isn't your cup of tea for whatever reason, uh, even though I believe he has the experience necessary, uh, and, and I believe he'll win, uh, you know, Democrat is going to be the next mayor. But if you don't feel comfortable voting for Eric Adams for whatever reason, there is a true conservative running on the conservative party line. And he's somebody who hasn't said vile things about the Orthodox community like Curtis Sliwa has. And I'm, I'm not downplaying Curtis Sliwa's um, uh, contributions to public safety and, and the light that he has shined on things in the past. But the, the a language that he's used to describe our Hasidic brothers uh, uh, in Rockland County, which recently came to light over the last couple of months, um, and these were comments that he made when he didn't think he was running for mayor, when he was simply speaking as the Reform Party's uh, leader, the chair of the Reform Party, or whatever role he had then. Um, you know, those are vile things. He was really, I mean, I don't even want to repeat them. But Listen, we, we, we had him on twice. This, we played the tapes, and we had him talk about it. And I, I don't believe he's an anti-Semite. I don't like what he said. It no, was terrible. No, I don't. I did, well, that, that's, you know, I'm very, very careful about, about that language. You know, um, the, the, the description that somebody's an anti-Semite ought to be reserved for people who have true hate and have done destructive things to our community, and demonstrably so, and repeatedly, and no matter what you say to them or how we speak with them, there's no changing them. And that's why Elon Omar is an anti-Semite, and that's why AOC is an anti-Semite, and there are many others that are. You know, to call Curtis Lee an anti-Semite, I'm not sure is the, is the best use of the term anti-Semite. And it's not true. But the, uh-huh. things he, but the things he has said about Orthodox Jews are unforgivable. They're just not forgivable. And I think it's, you know, to ignore them, to pretend like they were never said, uh, I think is a mistake. And, you know, look, that's why I tell people, if you, if you don't like the Democratic candidate, you shouldn't vote for the Democratic candidate. Vote your conscience. And I'm telling people that for every office, for, for public advocate, uh, the pu- current public advocate is Jamani Williams running for re-election. The candidate for city controller is Brad Lander. I've been very clear about what I think about his relationship with our community. There are are conservative party candidates who are running. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If your cup of tea is to vote conservative, vote conservative. Our guest is Councilman Kalman Yeager, and we're looking at AOC, and we'll, we'll talk about a, a Jewish congressman when we come back who has a bill that might has more support than even with the AOC and the squad had. Talk line radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Here's your host. Let's go to Motion on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Your question for Councilman Kalman Yeager of Brooklyn. Go ahead, Moshe. Uh, 
I'm going to say I have I have a lot of respect for Councilman Yeager, but I have to say that his you know attack on Curtis Lee tonight is really not not justified. Um, look, support who you want to support for mayor, Adams Yang. Even though I think Adams is going to be another another uh, David Dinkin, and excuse are going to regret voting for him in a couple of years. But Sliwa, what he said was nothing different than what a lot of people think and feel. Even modern Orthodox Jews in the Upper West Side, and the Upper East Side, even the Israel Beitenu Party, Avigdor Lieberman in Israel, you know about uh, uh, Jews should uh, uh, ultra Orthodox should work along those lines. So, and he did apologize. He said he, was, he would not have done it again. It was in the context of a political dispute in Rockland County with the school board or something there. But to say that okay, well, it's unforgivable. I, I appreciate, when he, when I appreciate your point of view, Marshall, let me, let me answer because we're going to try to get as many calls as we can. I appreciate your point of view. First of all, I just I want to you know, characterize in a different way what you characterized. I didn't attack him. That's the question I gave an answer. I, I, re I will not use the term anti-Semite to describe him. I don't think people should. I think that, that that term is reserved for people who have a demonstrably provable history of anti-Semitism, and that's not him. But he said something uh, two years ago, and, and the only time he apologized, and I'm not, I don't want to call it a, an apology except to say that you know he says it's an apology, was now when it came out. Hold on, Kalman, that's not true. He said that Adam on two years ago, right after the incident, and he did take it back. He was stronger now than he was two years, but he did okay, uh, take fair, it back. Fair enough, then. And and to and to say that uh, that because those things that he said, other people have said it too. Therefore, it's okay. I think that's a very dangerous slope for us to uh, to travel down because that's how we get a lot of people saying things that are not okay. The fact that Yisrael Bikenu says that as its policy position doesn't make it okay, and, and I still vehemently disagree with it. The, the Hasidic community up there uh, uh, contributes incredibly to the economy of upstate New York, and what he was trying to do was what I always talk about on this program and on the council floor and everywhere else, divide and conquer politics, pitting us against everybody else for, for a political conquest to be won. That's not good politics. I don't care who you are, and I don't care what party you're in. And by the way, I'm the guy who can say it because I support Republicans. I support conservatives. I have no problem doing that. Guess what? I run on the Republican line this year. I'm running on the conservative party line this year. And you know what true conservatives get? Both the Republicans and the conservative party endorsements. There's a reason that the conservative party and the Republican party in this race have two different candidates. That wasn't the case in the past. That's the case this time. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not calling him an anti-Semite. It's not an attack on him. And I'm not saying that people should, you know, that, that, that they have to, you know, choose to support. They must support Eric Adams because of whatever Curtis Lee was said. I'm saying if you believe that you need to choose a conservative candidate, there's a choice. If you believe that the Democratic Party victor is the person who has actually demonstrated that he has the ability and the know-how to keep us safe, and that he is somebody who has a relationship with the Orthodox community, there's a choice. Make your choice. But I'm saying that those who say we must vote Republican because we believe in conservative values, choosing Curtis Sliwa because of that is not valid. That's all. Okay, let's go on. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Go ahead, Stanley in Forest Hills. Yes. Uh, Councilman, how are you? Good, good morning. How are you? Okay. Councilman, 
Yes, sir. Why won't you name the con- the man in the Bronx who you claim to be an anti-Semite? What congressman? What is his name? I'm What's sorry, his name? Did I say somebody? In, did I say somebody? In yes, the Bronx? somebody who was elected in the Bronx. Uh, and uh, 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 Congressman Bauman. What's his name? I'm who sorry. Elliot Engel. Jabal Mar- Bauman. Congressman Bauman, who beat El- who beat Elliot Engel. Right. Okay, that's all. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, understand yeah. why you don't want to name his name. I mean, if he's an anti-Semite. No, I'm not. But, I'm not. A, I'm not, hi- I'm not hiding it. I name anti-Semites. Part of what I do. No, no. Okay, I didn't know. But the second thing I want to ask you, which is even more important to me, uh, is congestion pricing. Uh, yes, I find it will be a disaster for New York. Total, complete. Couldn't financial. agree more. And Couldn't agree so, more. It's, man- it's a Manhattan-esque policy designed for Manhattan to protect Manhattan from the outer boroughs because, in the view of the elitist, we don't belong to the entire city. We're not a we're not a part of the city. What's the so, city council's yeah, view on it? What's the city council's view on it? Are they all against city it or for City council doesn't have a role to play here. There are many members of the council who support it. I do not. Hmm. But this is not this is not in the purview of the city council. This is something that's being done by the state. Uh huh. So uh, the city uh, will wind up. Paying, well, most people will wind up paying, and obviously you know that New Jersey is going to be raising fares on people coming from New York as well as Connecticut. It's a disaster. Is there any? How do and, we stop and, it? And I and I can't blame New Jersey not one bit for trying to take it yeah. the way they can. How do we stop it? How can we fight? How can we beat this thing? You, the the uh, I'm tell, I'm giving you the answer. I, I think I already did. The city council doesn't have a role in it. That's my job as a city council. Uh, th- this is something that passed already in the state legislature and is going through the review process now the public hearings to try to determine which types of vehicles or which types of enterprises or which types of drivers will be exempted from the tolls and the specific parameters of it and that's going to take a little while because under federal law uh... they have the the state has to do uh... an environmental impact assessment uh, to try to figure it out, and at some point, uh, you know, within a couple of months or a year or two or somewhere there, but not 10 years, it's going to happen. Okay, let's go to the next one. Let's go to Jeff from Brooklyn. Your question for Councilman Kalman Yeager. Go ahead, Jeff. First, I'd like to say, it's a, uh, it's, I should say, Sheikh Yanis, that I can actually talk to a from councilman, because in my district, my from councilman, uh, is representing the people in a prison somewhere for uh, his uh, misdeeds, as you uh, already know. So that's number one. Well, number first, two, first of all, is that 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 that's not true. He's, he's not in prison, uh, and and uh, you know, look, I'm I'm not gonna. Uh, I appreciate your kind words about me, but what I would tell you is that when he was in office for seven and a half years, uh, Chaim was incredibly, incredibly accessible. I know, that's, but he was. I heard he was sentenced to three months. Three. I heard he was sentenced to, to uh, three or four months in jail. Is that true? Yes. Sir. Whatever. I'm. I'm here for you. Go ahead. And, 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 and by the way, he was listed when he, he was listed. Hold on. He, he was listed as one of the ten best uh, councilmen in New York before. Unfortunately, uh, and, his situation. And he, was, he was an incredible leader. Somebody in the council, both the left and the right, had had respect. Uh, for his work, uh, so I'm not so, saying but, he didn't uh, do anyway, anything. Yeah, go ahead, you're, you're go ahead. we have your last call. Go ahead. Yes. Hold on. So, hold on. So let me let me tell you something. All right. First of all, Eric Adams is a hack. He's, he's in with Farrakhan. He's in with Al Sharpton, and that's the first thing. Second thing concerning Curtis Lee, who I and all my literature friends are voting for. 
the same things that he said about the social conditions and attitudes of the Hasidim in Rockland County are the exact same things that we see every day in the five towns and in Flatbush. And if the Hasidim would pull those stunts in the five towns on Flatbush, they would be given the boot. All right? So he said the same thing. I don't think there was any anti-Semitism. He was just saying the truth. But Jews can't, can't face the truth. In some cases. I, I think Eric I, I think I didn't call act. those words anti-Semitic. I think I called them vile, and I think they're vile no matter who says it. I don't think it, it means anything. On, hold on, one at a time, one at a time, Jeff. Jeff, let's be courteous. Jeff, let's be courteous. I'll let you respond. I'll let the councilman speak. Go ahead, Calman. Some of the most successful businessmen and enterprises and entrepreneurs that I know and the people I represent are Hasidim. And the idea that the, that, that, that has been promulgated that somehow they are... Hold on, Jeff. Hold on, Jeff. One at a time. Jeff, I'm going to lower your, your we, microphone. This is radio. We can't cut each other off. So hold on one second. The idea that's been promulgated by a lot of people and for some reason has become an accepted thing to say about one particular uh, segment of the Jewish community that somehow, in some way, they are leeches on society is disgusting. It's vile. I say it's vile. And I don't care who says it. I don't care if you're wearing a red beret or a black yarmulke. I'm going to say it's vile, no matter who says it, because it is vile. Because because the Hasidic community is by and large self-sufficient and incredibly hospitable, incredibly charitable, and they are taxpayers in this state, just like you and me. And that's why you should vote for an anti-Semite like Eric Adams, who supports Hold on, hold on. Don't call Eric Adams an anti-Semite. Don't call Curtis an anti-Semite. Come on, come on. the term anti-Semite for those who are actual anti-Semites. We have so many of them that we should really, like, not, you know, forgive the term, bastardize the term anti-Semite and start using it willy-nilly. If you don't like somebody's somebody's position, that's okay. It's fine. But it's very important to save the term anti-Semite for those who actually have been a part and parcel of plotting the destruction of the Jewish people and Jewish communities worldwide and here in New York and in my community for as long as I've been around. And there are people who actually have... AOC, one of them. There are people who hold public office who do that. Anyway, Jeff, I appreciate your phone call, but just hope next Thanks time so they'll much, be a little Jeff. more civil. We're all out of time, Councilman Common. Yeah, I want to thank you. We look forward to having you back again very soon. Thanks so much. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for listening to TalkLine Communications Network, America's leading Jewish radio and TV network since 1981. For continuous, non-stop Jewish broadcasting, please go right now online to TalkLineCommunications.com. For more information on all of TalkLine's Jewish radio and TV shows, please call 212-769-1925 or email info at TalkLineCommunications.com. Our 24-hour day listen line is 605-562-5174. That's 24-hour day listen line, 605-562-5174. Thank you for listening. TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community.